0: in a world the year 2024 that's right cody we're jumping in the delorean we're gunning it to 88 and we're jumping into the future talking about something that's not been thought of that hasn't been talked about yet and it's because of recent events and we're going to jump into that Because recent events I I hate, but we're going to talk about it because this is a very pro-Henry... Is it Cavill? Or Cavill? Cavill? This is a very pro-Henry Cavill episode right here, right now. This is In A World Films What If podcast. Okay, Cody. So, recently, it has been announced from the overlord James Gunn, that Henry Cavill will not be playing Superman anymore. After, like, two months of him just coming back to the role, after being dicked around for years mm-hmm. of wanting to come back. Mm-hmm. He's, like, the super, like, he is the Superman He's, like, the one of, the, like, the best representations of Superman. People wanted him. The Rock fought for it. Uh, and, you know, obviously, like, I've always been, you know, hashtag Restore the verse guy. And one of that is that Henry Cavill is Superman. Because, I mean, look at him. You yeah. cannot look at that man and not think Superman. And there was, like... It, it, I, when he came up, I mean, spoiler alert. When he comes up at the mid, it's not even the end credits. It's the like mid. It's the mid credit. So they met. They were like, "Okay, people need will absolutely see this." They were making sure people would see this, and it blew up like that. Like blew up the internet. They wanted to
1: see Black Adam face Superman.
0: Yeah, that's what people want. They want to see Shazam, Superman, Black Adam. Fighting against each other. No, the Black of movie is like so-so. It's whatever. I think they wasted way too much time with like the whole Justice Society side plot. But, you know, Dr. Fate stuff is badass. And I do like Hawkman. But there's just way too much fighting. And I just feel like the villain wasn't fully...
1: If any, if, if, if it was anyone else playing Black Adam, I don't think that
0: movie would have done as well. Oh no! You know what? Fun fact though: the guy who plays his son as Black, as the uh, the what is it? The champion. Yeah. Plays the younger version of him on the show Young Rock when he's in college, or actually at, in the seasons now he's becoming a wrestler for the WWF. So, but yeah. Um, so Henry, but like, the thing is, once it was revealed that Henry Cavill was coming back as Superman, we got news that he was leaving the Witcher, Mm -hmm. which, um, a lot of that is also because, like, like me, Henry Cavill is a huge nerd. He's a nerdy guy, and he didn't like that the show was veering so far from the source material. And I guess he's about to be working on this thing called Warhammer or something like that. I don't know what that is. Uh, I'll have to, like, Google it and check it out. But uh, it just kind of felt like the reason why he left the show mainly was because of Superman. And then, like, James Gunn comes in. And the, the thing that bothers me is James Gunn has been with this universe, the DC universe now, since... Uh, doing the Suicide Squad, which I liked. You know, it was a fun movie. It, it it was entertaining. I I thought it was better than the first one. Um, and then I really liked the first season of Peacemaker. But yeah, even good. those those two things, they incorporate Harley Quinn, who is part of the Snyderverse, because you know Ben Affleck's Batman appears with that Harley Quinn in the first Suicide yeah, Squad this movie.
1: This is all gonna get really.
0: Oh, no, it's, it's, okay, I, I'm i going to say, I'm going to say this. We got the Snyder Cut. Yeah. I hashtag the fuck out of that. We got that. They said, oh, no, it doesn't exist. We got that. Does James Gunn really think that us putting hashtag fire James Gunn won't have
1: repercussions? Because the stock for DC has dropped. Mm-hmm. Like, plummeted.
0: People, like, highlighted, like, where the announcements of, like, him leaving the role of Superman plays in. And it's like, yeah, it makes and sense.
1: How can how are you going to keep Harley Quinn when she has ties with Ben Affleck's Batman?
0: Because it, it, And also, the annoying thing with it is we still have The Flash coming out, which will have Ben Affleck's Batman in it.
1: It's all confusing. Right?
0: And Ezra Miller, who is Zack Snyder's Flash, and then... Aquaman who again Aquaman is Zack Snyder's it's Aquaman
1: slated for what next December
0: Yeah it's it's like a full year away and the next four movies besides like Blue Beetle like maybe they can get away with some stuff with Blue Beetle since it's still being filmed but um
1: you can't come in and
0: just he just like started cleaning house you when can't it's like mid he could have done like such a soft reboot Yes. Of things. Just like, okay, you don't want things to be so much Zack Snydery. Fine. That's okay. But don't take away what the fans really want. Because now... Like, the, I showed you that one response where, like, somebody was like, um, are you still casting Clark Kent or for Clark Kent? And he said, sure. And... Or uh, kal L or something. And it's like... No, he's going to go with a different Superman, so he's already going to make fans mad because now it's like, oh, now you're taking away Clark Kent completely, and I don't know. I just think he's he's playing it real close to the chest. Um, I I've I've tweeted out to him because I'm like, F it, you know, like. Why, like, I'm not going to be scared to piss off James Gunn, because you know why? Like, me and, like, everyone else pay his salary. Like, uh, my attendants, uh, along with a bunch of people who've now, there's people boycotting, like, all Warner Brothers now. Like, it's insane. It's blowing up. And,
1: yeah. Henry should have been allowed to leave the character on his own terms.
0: I think Zack Snyder should have been able to finish the Justice League. Like, we all they had to do was two movies, two more movies. The second one with the nightmare ending, and then, like, or I guess the third one would have been more made sense for the nightmare one. And then, like, the ending for the nightmare <laughs> one would have been like them obviously figuring out how to save the day and getting now, everything back to normal or some you gotta shit re-boot like that. All that. Oh, yeah, everything needs rebooted. Like, and guess what. From my understanding, Robert Pattinson's Batman is still sticking around.
1: Yeah, they didn't get rid of him.
0: No, which they better not it's because... It's a completely
1: different thing in the DC universe. Right, yeah. But it's darker.
0: It's darker, it's more realistic, it's... And also, it's, it's just like a more serious kind of it's film. It's what not
1: James Gunn has
0: done. No, it's nothing. Because, let's face it, Like I've been... I've always been vocal. Like, people are obsessed with the Guardians of the Galaxy films. I like the first one, but even then, I'm like, I feel like it feels very rushed. And And it focuses. And I really blame that for, like, really making Marvel, like, very heavily comedic focused. Because after that success of that, it was like everybody was, like, quick witted, comedic, funny, and, like,. It, it, everything just became a joke essentially and like everybody was quick with a joke it it light up their down. smoke yeah it waters everything down exactly but uh yeah because of this bullshit though <laughs> 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 because of all this bullshit
1: because that means what wonder woman's gone
0: yeah they're 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 not doing wonder woman 3 now patty jenkins is gone she's uh Which, I wasn't crazy about Wonder Woman 84, but Wonder Woman 84 was a product of when they got rid of Zack Snyder, so (laughs) you're welcome. But
1: for, like, our generation, that is the live, that's our live-action Wonder Woman.
0: That's, yeah, exactly. Well, and also, Gail Gadot, like, you look at her, and she is, she's Wonder Woman. Like, she, like, you look at Henry Cavill, he looks like, he looks like Superman. What you picture as Superman, it's Henry Cavill uh gal Gadot, like an amazonian uh mysterious strong woman who is also beautiful that's her and then like ben affleck is a great batman but so isn't robert pattinson so you know i i, I, think,
1: I that, think
0: batman's like yeah. one of those characters you can't it's sort of like it's james bond Yeah,
1: it's interchangeable
0: which Like that leeway, but people
1: that character's done that so many times that it's like okay.
0: You yeah, you're used to it because like Christopher Reeve for the longest time was uh, Superman. That to people, yeah, Yeah. and I also that's who I knew for a long time, and then Brandon Roth for the one movie, but it was it wasn't that good of a movie, and then yeah, it was forgettable, and then uh, Man of Steel came out and. Zack Snyder kind of brought him down to earth. He made him really relatable. And then, like, I don't know, like...
1: People attach themselves to that character.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like, you could finally put yourself in his shoes. And also, like, I know, like, people try to compare the Matrix to, like, the whole, like, the perfect society being built. But it makes sense that they're kind of engineered because that makes, gives Zod more of a like reason to go after Clark with such like like why would he want to kill well he knows him as Kal-El you know uh the son of El house of El or whatever but uh yeah like i said like batman james bond is a character who's been recasted so many times and now that henry cavill is free who in the fuck more perfect than him for james
1: bond he's already kind of Portrayed that role in uh, what was the that? man from Uncle. Yes.
0: Yeah, that's 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 why that's also what made me instantly think of him. But um, there's also just a lot of there is a lot of talk right now about rumors of who's in the running, and Idris Elba is always one of them. But he's going to be in this uh, vision that I kind of have but he's not going to be James Bond because, from my understanding, they want a younger actor. And, ooh, excuse me. Henry Cavill is uh, younger than Daniel Craig, obviously. And
1: He's in his, what, mid-30s?
0: I think so, yeah. So he, he's, which makes me feel, like, worse about myself. <laughs> <laughs> look at him and then look at me. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, so so Idris Elba's always in the talks, but, like, the big names I've been hearing is Tom Hardy, yes. who, again, he would be phenomenal. I think he would be a great James Bond, but he would be, like, which it would work with the post-Daniel Craig James Bond, but he would be a more rough-around-the-edges Bond, but he can also play it smooth. Like, there's this movie um he did with Chris Pine called uh, This Means War I think it is and it's it's bad but it's like kind of a fun bad like y- you'd watch it if it, if you're like surfing through the channels and you it was on it's that kind of movie but um <laughs> there's it's, a
1: it's one of those movies because of the actor you stick around and watch
0: exactly cuz Reese Witherspoon's also yeah. in it and I love her and, <laughs> and so um He's really good as a spy in that. And then in um here, let me get the phone closer to you too. Um and who is the other actor? Aaron Taylor Johnson. Yes. And he recently I saw him in Bullet Train, but he, he was also. He looked good in the suit. He looked really well, good in the suit. Like he's a good looking guy. <laughs> yeah. That's it. That's another thing is like Tom Hardy's a good looking guy. Aaron Taylor Johnson's a good looking guy guy die, uh, guy and so is it Henry Cavill so that's a big part of Bond but out of all those actors um you know Henry's the tallest and so with him having a very free it up schedule and Tom Hardy being like this very he's like Sort of like a Bill Murray now. Like, he's just doing random shit. Like like, like, like tournament. In, yeah, like a Jiu-Jitsu or yeah. ta- Taekwondo. I, I forget what it was, but he entered in in his real name and fucking won. Like <laughs> I really... You've seen Warrior, right? Yes. He could fully b- go into the octagon today and just win the title. Like, he could go against Sugar O'Malley and win. <laughs> I guarantee it. He'd probably be in the heavyweight class. Mm. Uh, I don't know if he's like 200-something, but... Oh, yeah, he's definitely, like, pushing over 200 for sure. But um, but um Henry is, like, I think the... Per- like, Aaron Taylor-Johnson is, from my understanding, I think is closer to winning the role. But I wanted to see, like, this kind of universe where, you know, this episode is kind of pretty much fan fiction. Because I wanted to know exactly what kind of movie who would be in it because there's there's recent trends there's recent things we kind of have to follow for instance um daniel craig's bonds completely reinvented the bond franchise but i think after uh quantum of solace there was skyfall and skyfall really brought back a lot of the classic bond qualities and I think moving forward with this one, I would want to still have those. But I was kind of debating on if this should have, like, a 1960s setting. Because it's all usually based during the Cold War. And I wanted to create, like, a fancy title. So, obviously, I came up with the title Nightfall. But not, like, like nighttime, But, like, night and then, like, sun. Well, the picture you and got of
1: Henry fall. there is pretty cool.
0: Right? I found that and I was like, yep, that has to be the photo. But um You know
1: he almost looks like right there? Who?
0: John Hamm. He does look like John Hamm. If 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 there was ever an American to play James Bond, it would have to be John Ham. Like solid choice for him. But um Yeah, man, I was like psyched when you like because uh, I showed you the cover art for this and you were like, man, that is like the ultimate casting and that's what i wanted to hear cuz i think like with this series especially when you're redoing the character you have to you have to pretty much go big or go home so the first thing was like okay James Bond Henry Cavill then we got to have the bond girl So I thought of, like, who's a big actress kind of blowing up? What have I seen recently? I thought of the menu, and so Anya Taylor-Joy. So I put her, because she's also English, so she would fit in well. And also, if it was a 1960s setting, which, if you've seen um, Last Night in Soho, is that Mm -hmm. what it's called? I think so. Yeah. Uh, Or is it Late Night in Soho? Last Night in Soho? Someone's getting really pissed off listening to this podcast right now, but um, <laughs> why
1: is he so stupid?
0: <laughs> so she's gonna be like the main the Bond girl. Chan
1: meme, I just think about. Ooh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then so <laughs> there's a there's a trend in recent Bond castings that usually whoever the Bond villain is has been someone who's like recently won an Oscar, and so. The first person I thought of was obviously Daniel Kaluuya uh-huh. because he won for um oh my god what's it, a black a, Jesus in the black messiah is that what it's called Judas in the black messiah wait well anyway it's a it's a great movie I've seen it I'm just I I'm full disclosure I'm kind of fucking stoned right now <laughs> but it um so he I was thought I thought of him as the villain because also he's an English actor and the reason for the title is I wanted I was thinking it could be don't don't you dare acknowledge it. <laughs> I was thinking it could be a code word. <laughs> oh god, just get it out. Just get it out. <laughs> You bastard. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Okay, so um, the title, Nightfall, is going to be revealed to be a code word yeah. that is said because um, one of the things with James Bond that kind of gets forgotten about is that he was in... God.
1: <laughs> I keep thinking, don't you dare acknowledge it. Don't you dare.
0: <laughs> don't you do it. Um, but he was in the uh, British Navy,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and so I thought for this movie, since we are going with the younger James, I would like to see a little bit of him actually in the Navy before he became a double O. So I was thinking that his character and Daniel Kalua's character could be, like, past, like, soldiers in arms, brother in arms, but... Um, their squad squad would be called um, uh, the Knightsmen or something like that. It, it, it play off of like what it, what is it the Kingsmen or whatever, yeah. but the Knights, uh, the King's Knights or whatever. Um, just like their special squadron of like the best elite, and those are like the people that uh, the double O's are kind of chosen from. Is that squadron of people? and i was thinking the very beginning they're on a mission and they're trying to intercept especially like i try to keep it to where the plot could be if it's during the like the cold war era of the novels or if it could be modern day but they could be on a mission to go into a um, facility to intercept uh, these nuclear codes which would be uh, turns out a base ran by Spectre because with James Bond you have to have Spectre because that's like the arch nemesis of him is that organization also the you know one of the least popular modern <laughs> James Bond movies apparently uh, I liked it I, I it's not that great but I I thought it was okay but so during that thing um This is where, like, a bit of Goldeneye could be kind of intertwined, because I really like that. But, like, during that mission, um, essentially, when they're trying to steal the codes, uh, they get caught, essentially. And it becomes, like, them trying to escape the gunfire and whatnot. And um, essentially, Daniel Kaluuya's character is believed to have gotten killed... And, um, when they ask James, uh, what happened to, uh, whatever his character's name would be, we can call him, we can say like his code name would be, uh, uh, (laughs) I was about to say like a color at night, but I was just like, oh my God, is that racist? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, but, um, you know, they can like, whatever his name is, they're like status and then like. James Bond could say "nightfall" and then meaning that he has died in action, essentially, um, and that would be like the beginning because like all the modern James Bond movies have started with like these like really big action-packed beginnings. And like I thought, man, what better than like a nuclear facility, spectre, gunfire, James escaping? But also, it'd be similar to obviously uh, Goldeneye to that plot. But instead of 006 being a traitor, it would just be that uh this man is just seeking out revenge because he feels betrayed from from the people that he thought he was, you know, a part of.
1: Now in past movies have they said how many double o's there are?
0: I don't think so. Um I know Sean Bean in GoldenEye is 006. But Let's get into a few fun facts. Um, obviously, James Bond was originally a novel. I think uh, they're all written by Ian Fleming. That Well, not all of them. The original, I think there's 12 original novels written by him. And that's the original series. So this I, was years ago. This was years. The first one was released in 1953, which was Casino Royale. That's the very first novel. That's why with the reboot, when Daniel Craig took over, they went with... Uh, uh, that is the title. Um, Sean Connery, when he played him, wore to toupee because he started balding when he was 21.
1: Damn.
0: Um, Bond's history uh, was written in a uh, makeshift uh, obituary for... In the novel, uh, You Only Live Twice because they want... Spectre to believe that he has been killed in action. Um, his parents, it, for that, were named Andrew Bond. He was a Scottish man who owned a weapons company, and his uh, mother was Monique Delacroix, a Swiss woman. I don't know if I said her name right, but hopefully for our Swiss, Swiss, uh, Swiss viewer uh, listeners, I did. Um, but they both died when he was eleven during a mountain climbing. Uh, accident and he ended up living with his aunt and studied in Edinburgh Edinburgh is it Edinburgh before getting recruited by the Royal Navy so yeah that's where I was like okay if he's in the Navy I want to see some Navy shit going down like let's see that version of Bond for a little bit and obviously um um what am I trying to say here Obviously, we would go some years later to where now James is with MI6, and he is now a 007, and he's just kind of new in the field. Um, Obviously, we'd have to have, uh, what is it? Like, some sort of card playing scene. You have to have that. You have to have the martini scene, all that stuff. You gotta have all the fun stuff.
1: Like on a yacht or on a plane going somewhere. Yeah, exactly. You have to have all the
0: stuff, and especially the gadgets. That's the one thing I really missed a lot was like...
1: I don't know why... You gotta have gadgets. Mission Impossible just popped into my head with all these gadgets.
0: Well, I mean, Mission Impossible is essentially the American James Bond series.
1: I think... I don't know, for Shits and Gigs, we should have Tom Cruise just jump the line.
0: No, no, no. He's, <laughs> he's Ethan Hunt. That's okay. But uh, along with like, you know, so we have our we have our James with Henry. We have our Bond girl with Tanya. and we have our um, villain with Daniel. And there's always, like I said, with the gadgets, we have to have a cue, and that's where I thought of Michael Sheen. Um, I thought he'd be really interesting because he he's kind of an older veteran actor, but he can be. He can be super serious, but he also kind of has this like weird, funny side to him, and so I feel like he has a lot of range to whatever cue needs to be for Henry. Because again, Henry can also be a funny guy, so I think that I I just think like with him and uh, Michael, he could real they could really work off each other because uh, James has always had this weird like. He acts always more kiddish with Q on purpose. And he's. <laughs> um, I really like Pierce Brosnan's and Q's relationship because for the longest time, uh, Q was played by the same actor. Um, for
1: all of the movies?
0: For the. Yeah. And then he passed away. Um, let me. I am having the hardest ta- time. Remembering the actor's name. Give me one second. Uh, oh, wait. Q wasn't in Live and Let Die. That, that's why I thought of that. Q James Bond.
1: Doo-doo-doo.
0: Okay. Here he is. Desmond Lewin. Lulin. Desmond Lulin. There we go. Okay. I was a little embarrassed there. <laughs> you know, uh,
1: for the longest time from the early days of James Bond, they had one coming out every single year.
0: Yeah. Yeah, dude. It, it they would it was cuz it was so easy to make because they were all they were are big action set pieces with just a little bit of dialogue here and there.
1: So, the first, what, six movies, seven movies, was the same actor?
0: Um, Sean Connery was in the first, uh, six, I think. Six or seven. No, no, no. Because there's a little bit of... George Wilburn, I think his name is, uh, came in... 1973? Uh, for, uh, on... her of her magic on her majesty's secret service yeah yeah and then um live and let die i think was the very first one for roger moore mm-hmm. and then after roger moore came timothy dalton mm-hmm. and then after timothy dalton came po- uh pierce brosnan and then daniel craig after him
1: <sighs> yeah there's a because there's a couple in here that That we didn't name. Uh, let me click on this one real quick.
0: What do you mean, for James? Yeah, because this. Guy oh looks... no, there's, uh, there's, there, there was
1: a TV Bond back Timothy in the day. Timothy Dalton. Oh no, I said Timothy oh, Dalton. You... And then there, was... yeah, because
0: he was before Pierce Brosnan.
1: Cause they must be listing everything then.
0: <laughs> yeah, because there was a TV Bond. Uh, there was a Casino Royale TV movie back in the day. But um,
1: yeah, because that's when Daniel Craig took over in '06, and he's been 007 till now.
0: Yeah, until now, which um, I really like. No, T- no time to die. Which, um, again, with the title, I was like, does Nightfall sound like a thing that could be incorporated into a song? And I was like, yeah, okay, yeah, maybe. Yeah, because they did it with Skyfall. They did it with Skyfall, which uh, that's also kind of why I chose Nightfall. I was like, it kind of sounds like Skyfall, and I really loved Skyfall. So, uh, yeah, Michael Sheen as Q just really made sense to me. And then, obviously, we need an M. And that's where Idris Elba comes in. Like, okay, yeah, we can't have him. As our Q. Or as our James. But we can definitely have him as our M. Because why the fuck not. Yeah. Uh, and then. Um, there's always like a woman. Uh, another female character in the movie usually. Who turns out to be like another villain. And that's why I brought in. Uh, um, Elizabeth Olson's as. Uh, because she can do the accent for. From Scarlet Witch, essentially, for her character. Because I'd want her to seem like someone James could trust. And it turns out he couldn't. Like, is she's it, actually a, working for Daniel Kaluuya's character something. That's a or Russian something.
1: accent, isn't it? Kind of like yeah. a Russian-American...
0: Yeah, because a, a lot of this I want to actually take place in Russia. Because that's where uh, Spectre is. And essentially... What happened, what, the the twist is that Daniel Kaluuya's character is now going to be with Spectra, and he's going to be working directly for Blowfield, which would not, he will be introduced, and I really liked, I feel like he just wasn't given the right movie, but, um, oh my god, who just played him? He was in *Inglorious Bastards. Mm
1: -hmm. I know who you're talking about, I just can't think of the name. Christoph Waltz? Yep. And no. he that he was also in uh Django. Yeah,
0: Django. Django Unchained, yeah. Uh but uh I couldn't help myself. <laughs> <laughs> but essentially I really liked him as uh as Blowfield. I just feel like he was he's given a good the, actor. He's a good actor, but he obviously got killed off because James died at the end of No Time to Die. And so this is why this series has to be a reboot. So I don't know who I would have for Blowfield now, though.
1: But do you think in this new film it would be appropriate for them to acknowledge that Daniel Craig was 007 and they're just transferring of the guards?
0: Well, here's here's something that uh, I was thinking of for this. That um, I was thinking that I would want... M to have more of a because Idris Elba is like clearly like a physical guy. And so I would want his story to also intertwine that he knew about Daniel Kalua's survival and he actually left him there to die and Dan, and Daniel Kalua's thing isn't so much against James as it is M. Which would also kind of tie in some plot points to Skyfall. But again, I'm taking like the best parts of these Bond films. And like I said, this is fan fiction at this point. Because this is nothing
1: that's has, actually in the hasn't works. Been laid on the table. No one's been casted.
0: No one's been casted. We don't know oh, anything official yet. This is just like what I'm thinking of. But um, obviously uh, from the videotape, the cover photo, you see that Daniel Kaluuya has this like gnarly face scar. And I want it to be that like M like actually, is the reason why he has that face scar is because, like... I don't know. Like, there, there's just something that really pushes that thing a little further. Like, M just thought, like... Because, like I said, these are guys who are still in the Navy. They're not in MI6 yet. So he just sees him as, like, okay, this guy wasn't... This guy isn't good enough. He's dead weight. We gotta get out of here because it's a Spectra. Like, maybe something... I don't know, maybe, like, he can have, like, his legs blown off or something, too. Like, something else that we don't see. Yeah, like a leg. He's got a prosthetic. Because, like, the thing with, like, villains also, they also have these weird abnorm... Like, these weird deficiencies to them. Because, like, the scar isn't supposed to be the (laughs) defining thing. But, like, maybe, like, he grabbed him, like, yelling at him for help. And he, like, sliced him with a knife or something. Or he's got
1: giant scars down his chest and stomach.
0: Or just something, just something that would make yo. You know what? Yeah, that could work. Cause, cause I want Daniel Kaluuya to look like he could take on like Henry Cavill if there was like a fight. Cause obviously he's still. I keep I keep saying his
1: name wrong. But <laughs> I mean, was, I'm sorry, Henry. I love that, you, man. What's that one movie where he marks himself for every kill he has?
0: For every kill. Well, in Black Panther, he does it. Killmonger that, yeah, does it. Yeah, but there's also there's a lot of assassin movie but
1: Kill, to killmonger that. came to my mind because yeah. of all those scars he does have
0: yeah but like i feel like if daniel kalua like he kind of
1: you know because he could show him those scars like maybe m's like or just have a scene where he's it's not with bond or anything it's just him talking some random character and he's i don't know just got out of the shower he's got a robe on and he takes off. Well, the you gotta and have. You
0: well, you gotta have the the moment where Bond meets him, because there's always that moment, and then like that's where like the dramatic meaning, the 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 monologue speech that every villain gets, and like this guy, we can almost have it to where like I like it'd be kind of cool if like maybe he was like coming. Maybe, like, do the reverse effect of... Well, they kind of did that in Casino Royale. Because um, they kind of recreated um, Honey Rider coming out of the the water and the beach and Dr. No, but with Daniel Craig doing it. But I guess it would make sense this time for us to see, like, maybe, like, all these scars and everything. Well, it could be a good thing. Like, maybe he's, like, swimming and he comes out and it's like... Ah, James, it's so good to see you again. I can't do, I can't talk very loudly
1: got, in and British. And then he's <laughs> got the scars. And, and
0: you, you can just see all the scars. And, like, James be genuinely shocked that he's still alive. And he says... And he just... I don't know. I just feel like he could give this really good monologue of, like... If he makes, like, these noises with him, with, like, James to, really like, really intimidate him. I don't know. I just... I'm just picturing him giving this really dialogue about, like, I was left for dead. I was left for dead. And guess what, James? You were not there. You were my friend. You were my brother. And you were not there. Because the thing is, we got to, like, really dive in. That's why I want to show them as soldiers. Because, like, brotherhood is really going to be essential to this, like, whole plot line. Because there's the connection of... The uh, how is James supposed to trust M? You know, because M is the head of MI six. So, or did I say James? Yeah, you said James. But did I say James was the head of MI six? Yes. Oh, my bad. M M is the, the or yeah, M is the head of MI six, um, and James is obviously a double O. But he's supposed to be able to trust that the man who gives him this intel of highly sensitive information that could potentially save the world is really fighting to save the world, you know, the kind of trust. But, like, there could be the betrayal of, like, James is working for this person who literally left me for dead. I was there. I needed help, and you guys left me there, but not Spectra. And that's where, like, we find out Spectra is like, helped him. Like, I, maybe he lost one leg. Yeah. Let's have one leg gone. Prosthetic. We can have a leg. Maybe it's like a very high-tech leg, like something like just... Well,
1: is this... Right, or are we basing this in the 60s or 70s?
0: Well, either way, man, we could have, like, some gnarly technology on the leg. I was gonna say. (laughs) Because either way, this is coming out in 2024. We have the technology, man. (laughs) And so... That's who, like, the main cast would be, but the legacy characters would be, um... You have you have, Q, M, and James casted with big names of Michael Sheen, Idris Elba, and Henry Cavill. So, I don't think not a bad start to it. And especially Daniel Klua being a... I think he'd be a great villain. I just feel like he'd be a really good villain. In
1: every movie he's in, he's good.
0: Yeah. Did you see Nope? No. It's one. I had movies. a weird feeling when after I first watched it, but I cannot stop wa-
1: thinking about it since I all watched it. All of his it. movies. I can't think of Peel. Is it Peel? Jordan Peel. Yeah. Yeah. All of his movies. I don't know what it was, but it just, there's an underlying thing that just freaks me out, and I don't, I just, <laughs> just don't watch it.
0: Well, it, Nope is a lot different. It's not, there's not really one of those messages. There might be, there might be, like, a message about celebrity and how we handle tragedy of human, hu, humans and whatnot, but, um, I don't know. But anyway, he's great in that. Like, he really just makes, like...
1: I, I liked him in the first Encario. Cicar- Sicario. He's in the first, he yeah. is in the first Sicario.
0: Oh! Okay. Okay. Anyway, so that's our main cast. Which and side
1: and point, they need to make a third one. They probably will. Those but are it's really been so good. long. It hasn't been that long.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you you check it. But um so anyway, but yes, um Elizabeth Olsen as like the villain uh the villain bond girl. She's going to be working for Spectra, but we're going to have it believe that she is uh, really... She, essentially, she's going to lead James on to think that she's good. Um,
1: that was the last one.
0: But, obviously, the car. we got to talk about the car. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're bringing back the original GoldenEye car that they brought back for Skyfall. The, uh... Aston Martin, um, because it's just, I think, like, obviously, James Bond always gets, like, a different car, and, like, the new hot car, but I just feel like when you think of James Bond, you think of that car from, oh, if from it's, GoldenEye, if it's based or, in or my... uh, Goldfinger, and, yeah. uh, skyfall if like
1: it's based in that timeline it's got to be one of those cars because you can't it, just have like a new car from today's age
0: well if he's a double o i think he can afford a classic car too yeah. like <laughs> i mean um and also like he's obviously gonna have different like jets and stuff but we gotta have like martin sheen with as q just brings up i i just want the gadgets I really just want the gadgets, but, you know, that would be, like, a really cool big name, like, he, he would only have to come in for, like, two days to film stuff, and then, like, get a nice little check, and he's part of James Bond's history now, um, but, uh, I would want, like, the watch is important, there's always, like, a really cool watch, and I think, like, a lot of the gadgetry should be in the watch. Like a little antenna that comes out and... I think, like, a walkie-talkie would be yeah. cool, too, kind of thing. Um, I... what sunglasses. else would be cool. Sunglasses. The sunglasses could have, like, x-ray vision, like, or metal-detecting, yeah. like, thing where it can, like, detect certain... His, uh... uh or our NERC... He could have, like, a PKE meter and, like, whatever it's, like, picking up, because obviously...
1: And his cufflinks.
0: If we're basing, because either way... The plot's gonna surround about Spectre and nuclear codes and nuclear weaponry. So they're gonna be tracking plutonium and other radiation. So maybe he can have like one of those kind of gamma ray detector on his watch, and like he have like a little thing on his sunglasses that let like detects it, and then like he can like tap them, and it like and then, like, and then uh, like we can see as the audience like green like glow around whatever it's detecting.
1: Or do uh, what take a rip off of uh kingsman eggsy with his shoes where the knives come out of the point of the shoe that's in a lot of movies though the knife shoe but that is i feel like a cool effective but tool do it like how they did and make the knives poison i guess but
0: well i i feel like we should also include cyanide pills <laughs> Like there should be something about that because I feel like that's a classic spy thing that the James Bond films have only used once in in any kind of conversation and that was in Skyfall. <laughs> Cause that's what I think what how uh Javier Bardem got his face disformity in that is uh a cyanide pill that didn't work right or he was the poison didn't work right or something, I forget. Um But obviously, Spectre would be a big part of the plot, um, and it would be essentially Daniel Kaluuya's character um, being um, flipped, turned, or whatever the terminology is in the spy game. Um, And that M knew about this and kept it from James, not... But, you know, obviously M wouldn't know that Daniel Kaluuya's character actually survived. That's going to be, like, the big thing is, like... Yeah, he left him there for dead. But the reason why he left him there for dead was because Spectre soldiers were closing in on them. And he was missing a leg. He was slashed. Every, you had, he had scars all over him. He thought he was going to... He eat. should have a scar here. Well, you can't see his neck in that photo.
1: Well, I meant, like, in the movie... Like, you know how Leo has that scar on his neck in Revenant?
0: Well, like, it can be, like, a scar that cause,
1: could, that like... goes down, like it was ripped.
0: Right, yeah. It could be something like that. But, uh... Um Speaking of nuclear, you really should check out the trailer for Oppenheimer. But anyway, <laughs> that's not the point. Uh, <laughs> so, Anya Taylor-Joy's character, I want her to be actually, like... There's always, like, someone who is kind of essential. Like, the Jane, The Bond girl is always someone who's somehow inside of everything. And even though she's British, I feel like she could also do an English accent. And I would think of her as maybe we can have her as a female spy who... Um, is also going after specter she's also mi6 but james isn't really in. F- he knows that there's someone in the inside already there and that's where we could get into elizabeth olsen's character kind of intercepting james and taking over what anya taylor joys so there could be like this thing where Um, There's a lot of confusion of, like, Anya Taylor-Joy trying to get to James, but then Elizabeth Olsen getting in the way, and they could have, like, a little fight and stuff, and, like, gunfighting, but, like, not realizing that, you know, she's not shooting at you, James, she's shooting at her, kind of thing, you know, stuff like that, and then finally, like... Right when it's most important, it's revealed, like, oh, she's the double agent, and then, like, Anya Taylor-Joy, and then, you know, whatever. But anyway, essentially, we're not going to keep her as, like, the typical damsel in distress. Like, we're going to give her purpose for the plot. Because you, you get an actress like her, we're going to use her. And also, Elizabeth Olsen, I just... That kind of feels like a fun idea now. Like, just that kind of misconception. And even for, like, the audience, like, going in, they, they can even market the movie in a way where like that's even a twist like oh wow what the twist
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> um what else what else so we got that going on to where like I said her character's in there she's kind of providing intel and cause essentially the, the whole thing is they're trying to stop Spectre they're trying to uh, shut down this whole organization so how else do we do that well gotta break in you gotta devise a plan and all that but the thing is there has to be the escape (laughs) so even though in this moment we got daniel kalua revealing himself to james we got elizabeth olsen uh flipping now and uh stuff like that there has to be like oh james in this and this spy is now gonna be killed and we're gonna get away. And then it turns out, oh, nope, they escape. And then uh, they get to their final plan, which obviously would have to be like something to where we, we would almost have to go, I'm feeling Austin Powers' International Man of Mystery. Like, like, they're arming the warheads. <laughs> but like, maybe... Uh, Maybe Spectre is threatening to launch multiple nuclear weapons uh if they don't surrender or such and such, I don't know. Like money. Should it be money? Should it be I guess if it's in the sixties, it should be like a weird money Gym. thing. What? Gyms. Wait, no, if this is okay, if it's it's in the sixties we can base it, the reasoning for them launching the missiles is because of, obviously, the Cold War, and they're on the opposite side. So this isn't a like, do it or we'll do it. Do do this or we'll kill you. It's like, we're going to
1: fucking kill you. Or someone stole the Queen's crown. <gasps> the Queen's
0: crown. No, let's not go that <laughs>
1: route.
0: <laughs> that's that's a job for Bert Macklin, FBI but um MacGyver MacGyver <laughs> but uh we need a cool henchman. there has to be a cool henchman. what would be a cool henchman? well I guess I guess Elizabeth Olsen would be our cool henchman. or Jason Statham <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I, just, I didn't expect that at all <laughs> or Jason Statham <laughs> No, nah, I think like
1: He'd almost not make a good henchman because, because back in the
0: character. day, back in the day, they had people like Odd Job or Jaws or who who else is a like really rememberable henchman? But they always like these weird henchmen who like had these weird looks to them, and I feel like Daniel Kaluuya kind of has that mixture now because. He is the bad guy, but he has a lot of scars and stuff. Yeah, we don't need a henchman for this. We'll we'll bring a henchman in for the sequel. Henchman for the, the sequel. who would
1: be the henchman?
0: I, uh, Jonah Hill. I don't know. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds. No, no. It would probably for the henchman. You just have to find like a really good, just like stage actor, someone who just hasn't been in a movie. Or maybe a, a person who has been, but isn't, like, really big. Just... Ludicrous. They have to... <laughs> <laughs> oh, what the hell? They just have to be someone that can look villainous, essentially. Um, I just remembered in Kingsman, the, the girl with, like, the knife legs. Man. Okay. But, yeah. So, obviously, no... M's not going to get killed, obviously, in this. Because Idris Elba needs to stay as M. Because he's kind of essential going forward. Because I figured if uh, Ralph Fiennes can do it, then so can Idris Elba. You got two great great actors there. It works. Um, Obviously, with Henry Cavill, though, I think what we're missing, we haven't talked about, is that... He is physically a much different presence than past Bonds, because Connery was a classic Bond, but he was like the classic spy kind of Bond. Like he wasn't someone who stood out. Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill. I'm just gonna call him Henry. But I feel like weird calling him Henry. It makes me sound like I know no,
1: him. No, like we're we're for, yeah, Mr. But, Cavill.
0: Mr. Cavill. No, but I can't say his last name right. Um, but I feel like with him, just think of gravel. Gravel, Henry Cavill. <laughs> that actually kind of works. Um, but uh, with him, he's much bigger because I think he would probably be one of the tallest Bonds there is. Probably because he's like six one, six two, something like that. Um, and also again, he still has that huge shape to him, his I superman see. shape, so uh, yeah, do look that up for me as I keep talking here um let's get back i you know what we didn't talk a lot about facts, but obviously, with these movies there's he's going actually to... thirty nine he, henry hes henry's thirty nine yeah. wow, he's older than i think he's six one he's six one it still works he's still younger than uh 50-something. Yeah, he was born in 1983. 1983. You know what came out that year? What? I don't know. You tell me. You're the one with the phone. (laughs) Just kidding. Return of the Jedi. But anyway. He's uh, been an
1: actor since 2001.
0: Yeah, he's been acting for a while. He was a skinny dude, man. He was in this movie where, like, he was, um, I think, like, a demigod person. And he was, like, I just remember in the trailer he had these, like, glowing... Bow and Arrows, but I can't remember what the movie was called. I'm going to watch that, just because I want to support that dude now. But, um, obviously... Was it
1: Hellraiser? Hellraiser, what? He was in Hellraiser. Hellraiser? What Hellraiser? The newest one? That was in 05.
0: In 05? No, that wasn't it. Immortals is what I'm thinking of. He was Thesis. But, um, okay, so... Obviously Henry's gonna have to get into fist fights and also he's gonna have to do the Mission Impossible lock and load his wrist thing. Did you hear my elbows pop yes. there? That was weird. <laughs> Patball. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an old fuck. But the action, he's gonna get into fist fights. It's gonna be like really intense. I think like they're gonna have to hire really tall stuntmen. To, like, really counteract his height and stuff. But, um... Bond has been shot over 4,000 times. Um... As of 2012, Bond has been shot a total of 4,662 times. But that's probably risen because of um, Skyfall and Spectre. But that's just according to the facts. But... How do you survive that many gunshots?
1: <laughs> yeah, at some point, I feel like even if you get hospital, like your. Well, hospital, no,
0: he's not getting hit four thousand oh.
1: times with bullets. I would. <laughs> shot. I was like, he's say, been
0: shot at four thousand times. I feel
1: like at some point the, your body just ain't gonna recover.
0: Um, the theme tune, the theme song, wasn't intended for James Bond. Um, It was actually uh, for a musical theater adaptation of the V.S. Naples novel, A House for Mr. Biswas. But thankfully, it didn't make it into the play. Um, Bond's kill count is, as of also 2012, um, 597. Wait, no. Is that... Oh, no, no, this is was actually based off before No Time to Die, so just however many people died in No Time to Die, add that, but yeah, he has over 600 kills, definitely. <laughs> That's James fucking Bond for you. Um, the color gold is special to James Bond, obviously you got GoldenEye, Goldfinger, but the very first novel was written on a gold-plated royal typewriter and it sold later on an auction for £50,000. Um, an actress almost died to be a uh, Bond girl. Um, she the, died? Yeah, the actress who played Kissy Suz- uh, Suzuki and You Only Live Twice threatened to jump from a window at the Dorchester Hotel after being told that her English wasn't good enough for the role. Just as they were about to cast someone else, the producers decided to let May continue filming. So she just, like, said, if you do it, I'm going to kill myself. And they're, they're, I'm glad they, like, didn't call that bluff because I don't know what would have happened and that would have been awful for that film. Um, Golden Eye isn't just the t- a movie title. It is also... Um, the plot of land where he created the legend of james bond and the 14 of the novels 14 novels that he wrote um Maud adams is the only actress to appear as two bond girls and um sean connery's paycheck was a world record and uh for the movie was a whopping 1.25 million which he later donated to his charity the Scottish International Education Trust, uh, there are more blowfield actors than there bond actors um <laughs> and Pierce Brosnan was married to a bond girl for a time, and oh yeah, Ian Fleming was a real life spy. The man who wrote James Bond was a real life spy. no surprise there um, but um here's some also some details about like why Henry would just really work out for Bond that I forgot to mention but um he is mentioned to have a um, essentially very handsome face black very black hair um blue gray eyes, a cruel mouth. Short black hair, uh I already said that, <laughs> and um, he is described to be about he is described as six foot, so six foot one, we can get away with that, but essentially, like I've been saying, he's the perfect like James Bond for this universe, and he has time, he has the time now, somebody, please listen to this episode and be like <laughs> okay henry we're got, we're gonna call you in let's let's actually start. Making this idea of like let Warner Brothers how? Hear you. Well, no. Oh God! They'll, no. they'll
1: try to sabotage somehow.
0: I hope James Gunn listens to this episode and knows how much I, I hate him.
1: James
0: Gunn. Like I, I like he he doesn't realize like there's people like I think boycotting Warner Brothers is kind of stupid, but. I I like I'm part of like Facebook groups and stuff like that, and I saw somebody like talking about like we gotta boycott everything, we gotta do this this. And I just said, well, if you don't want James Gunn to be running things, just don't support James Gunn. Like don't Warner watch Brothers, because Warner Brothers still releases some good shit. Like let's not blame Warner Brothers for James Gunn's doing. Like anything that he has a hand on, don't watch. Yeah, exactly. Like. And it makes me sad because I really do like Peacemaker. I really uh, do like yeah, it. I know, <laughs> and like, because I'm like, fuck. But it also kind of annoys me because Peacemaker. At the end of the first season of Peacemaker, we have Ezra George Miller's yeah. Flash, and, and Jason Momoa's Aquaman, and what appears to be Henry's Superman and Gail's uh, uh Wonder Woman. So it's like okay don't sit there and say like because there's one fan where they said like so what what about everything that happened with black adam at the end of black adam and his response was like i wasn't involved i was involved during black adam and i just wanted to be like the fuck you weren't <laughs> like you incorporated that shit into your own fucking show man but you wrote that don't say you weren't part of it like you were part of it you were just i feel like he's just a marvel trojan horse at this point coming in to just fuck shit up <laughs> Cause if he fucks up Batman, <laughs> yeah. if he fucks up Batman, I will be so pissed. Like I'm gonna write a letter, and I don't write letters. <laughs> <laughs> so if I'm that pissed to write a letter, oh, I'm not a violent man. I'm really not. By the way, Cody, happy first night of Hanukkah. I heard you celebrated.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I celebrated Christmas today.
0: Celebrate! It's the first night of Hanukkah. You you celebrated. It. It's okay, man. Did you? Did you see? Do you see a Christmas tree in here? Damn right.
1: I technically, you're... you're, That's kind of decorated a
0: little bit. We made it a little festive. (laughs) (laughs) Whoop-de-doo. I don't see a tree. I am. Um, But yeah, no. Back to this, though. Back to the serious shit. Um, Idris Elba also works in a way of, like, we can use uh, the only thing about doing the 1960s though is daniel Klua and hydra selva's casting is a little bit more iffy because of race relations during that time and we could have it to where like that's kind of ignored i think a lot of movies do that now where it's just like mostly the stories about this we're not really focusing on that maybe it can be have some sort of connection in some way because obviously there'd be black people in the military at this point in the f- 60s and i just don't know i know how america was in this point of history i don't know how england was at this point in history i know jimmy hendrix i think had some
1: problems uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, so... I know so, he played at, uh, Woodstock.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, psh, everyone knows that. But, the um... National Anthem. But, uh, I don't know. Like, I, I just... I, I guess I would have to look into that part of the history of England at that point. But I feel like... Because Jimi Hendrix was British, so... I don't know. Maybe race wasn't as big of a deal over there. I don't know. But, uh... If any listeners know from our English listening uh section of the world, uh, give us a little history lesson if you would. I would love that actually, just to be kind of more educated on it. Um, I really like the idea of Elizabeth Olsen as like a double agent kind of thing. Like, I think in her, like, just kind of intercepting James because. Another thing about James Bond, I find weird is he doesn't ever come up with fake names, <laughs> like Which you think he would in that kind of career right though. like he he's probably like the most enter- well of course you know this is the cold War you know spy versus spy shit, and that's why I like the idea of that Daniel Kalua especially like this squadron of men who are the the king's knights or whatever um is this man who was up to also be in the MI6 with James. Um, he would be at a spy level, but he would be turned spy for Spectra instead of, obviously, MI6, which Spectre... I think Spectre's supposed to be Russian-based. Yeah. So... Um, Should
1: we incorporate...
0: So, having uh, Elizabeth Olsen, like you use two different accents would be kind of interesting
1: should you incorporate since this is all going on in the cold war times should there be like a s- small little piece in the movie where it shows that JFK died during this whole thing
0: i mean we can allude to I it mean, but like since a, it's it, it, like
1: I, a minute long clip
0: well, I wouldn't minutes. Kind of well, you know, like it.
1: it's like it's like
0: we can maybe like have it something on like a newspaper. Yeah, like we could do a newsreel kind of thing or know, something like, like that. Like Bond
1: holding a paper that says JFK died.
0: Yeah, JFK slain in uh, Houston. Was it Houston or Dallas? Dallas, Dallas. Sorry, I mixed up my Texas. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um... yeah, I. The thing is, I you could, you could really do I feel like it would be more fun to reboot it in a 60s setting have it in that cold war era late 60s let's yeah late 60s let's get rid of like the race problems cuz i really like and yeah, as look a, that up. what
1: what the question you asked it was divided in the late 60s what was The- Community. Race. Yeah. Community.
0: Oh, okay. So there was race. Okay. So, yeah. Maybe, Let's I, just. I,
1: it didn't get into depth. Maybe it was a little bit better than here in America, but. Mm. I don't know. Who We weren't we aware of Yeah,
0: we weren't there to know what was going on, which, you know, I'm sure if it was anything, it was probably shitty, but, you know. Just but like, in this case, else. just in, in this case, we're not going to have that world. If we have to, you know, maybe MI6 is just more. Diverse, diversified or whatever. Um, let's hope so, at least. I mean, these are the people trying to protect Britain. But, uh, yeah. So, I think, I think the 60s would work. I think if, like, you put the series in the 60s, that'd be fun. And then, like, that way you can also have a lot of fun with the gadgets, like making them old school and stuff, using a lot of practical effects.
1: I think it'd be cool to have you know, the dresses that the girls wear in uh, Austin Powers in the 60s at the parties? Yeah. I think it'd be cool. if some. It doesn't have to be the whole movie, but, like, they wear that. Well, like, at some point, well, like,
0: <laughs> people, I wouldn't want to see Austin Powers' garb of, like, the frilliness, but, like, I do want the three-piece suits. Because I think the suits really, I don't know, I, I there is something very... English about a three-piece suit when I see them. Um, (laughs) But you would definitely have to have a party scene. We'd have to have... See Anya in her dress. We'd have uh, Elizabeth Olsen in a dress. You know, obviously, uh, Daniel Kaluuya uh, in a suit at some point. Um, Maybe even this is the point where, like... No, because I like the reveal... Maybe, okay, maybe Daniel Kaluuya's character can be at, like, the poker setting, but, like, maybe he's not seen by James. Like, maybe it's one of those things where, like, he's, like, watching things on, like, a telecast or something like that, and he's particularly watching James. And that's how Elizabeth Olsen, okay, we can have it to where he goes to... A casino or whatever and he's that's where he's supposed to meet Anya Taylor-Joy's character but he gets intercepted there because of Daniel Kaluuya's character watching him and that's when I keep wanting to call her Scarlet Witch (laughs) where Elizabeth Olsen's character could come in and intercept James and that's where like the confusion starts and that's where like the whole thing with like uh, like the fighting and everything starts and that, that way we can get some more 60 ish, like dresses and garb in there. Like you were saying, cause I, cause I, we do have to have that stuff. Cause that is how people dressed. We do have movies to prove that people did dress like that back yeah. then too. Um, Man, I'm really liking this movie. I don't know about you. I don't know if you've been following it as close as me, but, but I, <laughs> I we've been a little bit everywhere. But if you've been,
1: it's 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 hard to say that this would actually happen because most of the time, studios don't give the fans what they want. And when they, pay, I don't
0: even know if they want this. <laughs> this is this is just
1: like I'm literally pulling this stuff from the air. Everyone there. wants Henry probably to be double o seven, but I mean, seeing I this would lineup. Be...
0: Look at that lineup. Like, that's such a solid cast. Yes. And then you got, like, this cool explosion, which, because obviously, like... Makes me think of Fast and Furious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, because, like, the snow flying up. Because, obviously, there's going to have to be snow somewhere. Um, And, obviously, I want, like, the scene where James has to take out... Because, obviously, Daniel Kaluuya's character is going to have to be defeated in it. Like, it's going to have to be, like, an emotional scene. I don't want it to be, like... Something that James is just like you know just another day in the job or like a witty one liner before he kills him, or maybe like he just doesn't see his friend anymore, or maybe like this is like the final moments where he does see him, and like you know what that's what could happen, like let's say like James finally like gets the like the the what's it called like the break the mm-hmm. yeah, whatever he's able to like finally get the kill shot on Daniel, but it's, like, one that kind of, like, doesn't kill him right away, and, like, James kind of goes to check on him, he sees, like, he's on the ground, and he's, like, just kind of, like, dying there. He's just
1: been revoked.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) What? (laughs) But we could have, like, a nice emotional moment there where, like... He sits there, and he, like, checks on him, and, like, Daniel, like, gives him, like, the go-ahead, like, it's okay to leave this time. Like, it's done.
1: Or, or uh, say, I'm with you till the end of the line. <laughs> what What is that? That's off of, um... What is that? I know. It's off of a Winter Soldier. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead
0: do your worst Bucky cause I'm with you till the end of the line
1: <laughs> be a little punch out of uh, James Gunn too
0: James Gunn has nothing to do with the but win- he was Don't-
1: Marvel lackey
0: no the Winter Soldier is still my favorite Marvel film I still think that's the best Marvel film is the Winter Soldier it's an unpopular opinion but I will Civil die on War. that hill I will die on that hill <laughs> <War>. <laughs> but um yeah man uh if MGM or Amazon, I don't know who runs. It. I don't know who runs this, but I'm telling you, reboot the series in the 1960s. Like I think it's MGM, I think it's MGM. Well, no, because Amazon. Okay, I think Amazon. Wait, no, Amazon bought MGM.
1: Who owns rights?
0: Yeah, look who up who owns rights. But whoever's listening, we need to make a James Bond happen where it's Henry Cavill. Um, we need Anya Taylor-Joy in the cast, we need Daniel Kaluuya in the cast, we need Idris Elba, we need, uh, Michael Sheen, all British actors. The only, the only non-British actor in this cast is Elizabeth Olsen, but again, I think she'd be great as, like, this, like, secret spy person. As an audience, we would know the whole time that she is not who she says she is, but obviously, um... James wouldn't.
1: Amazon now owns rights to James Bond. I knew it. Okay. Um,
0: the. That's why I can't.
1: Acquisition w- of MGM.
0: Yeah, they bought out MGM. Um, but yeah, they really, they really need to listen to this. I'm gonna be like, hey, I'm telling you, I have your J- next James Amazon Bond movie could, right Amazon here.
1: Amazon could buy up literally everything if they wanted to.
0: Hmm. But will they? But not Disney. Yeah, that's my point. <laughs> they can't beat out Disney.
1: <laughs> but, I mean, they could buy out Warner Brothers.
0: Warner Brothers just... They need to, like... Okay, they fucked up with the last... Li- oh, we're not going to get into it, because, obviously...
1: It's our very episode.
0: last episode of the year, that I... whenever Whatever day is... New Year's Eve, that's when the episode's gonna drop. It's gonna be the top ten. We're gonna just talk about every movie of the year that we've we've seen, at least. Uh It's not gonna be hoity-toity. Don't expect us to talk about art house shit, because sometimes we don't see art house shit. We see shit that everyone else sees, and we either like it or we don't like it. Like, uh, I have an unpopular opinion about, uh, I watched uh, Don't Worry Darling recently.
1: I never watched it. I didn't like
0: it's, we're going to, I actually, I haven't, I want to kind of talk about it on an episode, like a full episode, because it has an interesting what if, because of all the drama that was behind it before it came out, but yeah, um, Nightfall, 2024, I'm calling it now, this movie will come out, Cody, we're going to timestamp it, what's the date right now, it's December 18th.
1: I think you gotta push it back even more, 2025.
0: 2025. Okay, okay. It's going to happen though. We're going to get but that whole cast. I think
1: you're going to have Henry as the same age basically as Daniel Craig by that point.
0: Yeah, but he looks younger than Daniel Craig. You know what I mean? Mm. Daniel Craig looks like he smokes 12 packs a day. Yeah. <laughs> I kid. Daniel Craig's a good-looking dude. But uh yeah,
1: not in that uh what was that movie with Channing Tatum and uh, Oh,
0: Logan Lucky. Yeah. He yeah. He was he, he, he was, he was, uh, what was his name in that? Oh, he had yeah. like that Kentucky Fried yeah. accent. <laughs> well, kiss my ass. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was, I guess, my fan fiction of what the next James Bond should be. I think it should be a 1960s spy thriller of brother against brother in arms of the Spectre kind, where, but we, in a world where women can be badass spies and race isn't an issue, like M can be Idris Elba and a, a top notch spying specter could be Daniel Kalua. Um and then James Bond can be this badass dude who could and also like we've seen like besides the man from Uncle, he was in Mission Impossible You know, one of my favorite Mission Impossibles, and he was a great villain in that. Um, So, we've seen him, like, and again, you can have that in the 1960s setting, or you can have that in modern day. Like, it doesn't have to be the 1960s. I just think, like, there's been something big about properties that use, like, the money in the budget to not use special effects out the ass, but to make sets based in the past. Like, there's something cool about that. Like, Stranger Things is popular for a reason. Um The Goldbergs is still on for a reason.
1: That 70s show.
0: That seven. That 90s show is about to come out, which I am still baffled by the sheer fact that, like, we are as many years away from the 90s as we were when that 70s show came out from the 70s. Like, it just... It makes me feel too damn old. I'm too damn old now. I'm only in my 30s, but I feel too damn old. <laughs> aye, when, aye, aye. I, when I hit
1: 25, aye. man, I just realized real quick I have 25 more years until I'm 50. And that put a damper on everything.
0: Well, that's, that's a bit premature. <laughs> That's a bit premature. Like you got twenty five years, man. Let's <laughs> let's pump the
1: brakes. <laughs> well, now it's even less. I'm about to turn thirty. It's just getting worse. <laughs> it's a fast,
0: okay. Spark. Okay. For our last bit of thing before we call this a night, because I forgot I have to pee up a shit fuck ton early. Um, who should do the theme song? Someone has to do the theme song. It has to be someone, I think it should be someone who can, like, have a really classic sound to it. Because if it, especially Mozart. if, what?
1: Mozart. Mozart.
0: <laughs> All right, guy. We've brought you into the future because we need you to do this, man. Um, okay. Who would be really good? You know what? I uh, Do you know her? Uh-huh. I think it would give her an opportunity to do that. Get, like, a jazzy kind of sound to it. Like, make it real, like, 60s kind of bluesy to it. We'll have to see. We'll have to see. We'll have to see.
1: I'm sure they won't pick what we say, but...
0: Do you know what? The ball's in your court, Amazon. I did everything but shoot it for you. It's all on you now. You're MJ. I'm Scotty. It's out of my hands. It's out of my hands. Are you going to win the championship? Do you think they're gonna win the championship? No. They're gonna fumble it. They're gonna fumble the fucking oh, basketball. Like, oh, and you know what? That's a mandatory drug test right there. You don't fucking fumble a basketball man. All right, everyone. This was Bri the Movie Guy, along with partner in crime, Cody Wilfong. And uh I guess next week is Christmas, so we might have to take a break or we'll just I'll just do a solo episode if need be, or I'll call you on the phone and be like, actually, or I'll just stop yeah, by the yeah, cinema you come by at work. I might just stop by the cinema all right, everyone. thank you for listening.